And we are live. Welcome back to everyone to another action-packed edition of the Another 71 podcast. Welcome to episode 95. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas by the grace of God and to the chagrin of many and the number is growing daily, I assure you, making the CPA exam far, 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 far more exciting than it was ever meant to be. Happy Thursday to you. Today is Thursday, August 12th. 2021, you have some questions. Hopefully, well, I have answers. Hopefully, some of them are good. And going to be a quick show, rapid fire, seven questions, seven up, seven down. And we also have the live chat going for the ninjas. So we'll stop in there as well. If you have a question for the podcast, the easiest way is just to email me, Jeff at another71.com. Or if you are on one of our various Social channels, you know, the usual suspects. You can just comment in a recent post there as well, and I will find it. All right. Starting things off, Denise says, Hey, Jeff, what do you think about free CPA review materials, such as CPA review for free? Does Ninja CPA review have a free trial? If so, what's the difference? Yeah. So most people, supplement and it's a combination of a paid supplement a free supplement even if you're just studying or asking questions on the another 71 forum or reddit or a facebook group technically you are supplementing so everyone supplements and some of it's free some of it's paid so cpa review for free for example it's been around for just about as long as since i've been as I've been doing this, which is uh, circa 2008, <laughs> I'm old, but back in the day, CP review for free, Professor Joe Hoyle, uh, very highly respected teacher, I believe at the University of Virginia, accounting professor. I actually spoke with him on the phone once. Super nice guy, again, highly respected. He created CP re review for free and then, um, and I believe uh, he sold it to uh, the, the same people who own Fast Forward Academy, so Rain Hughes. And I've also spoken to Rain a few times on the phone. Also a nice guy. He's done a good job with CPA Review for free, making it a, a free resource. So the difference between CPA Review for free and like the, and well, and the Ninja Materials in general, uh, uh, CPA review for free does not use AI CPA released questions. It's not necessarily a huge deal, but they have like a thousand free questions and, um, you know, accounting questions are accounting questions are accounting questions. So, um, I haven't looked at them in maybe a decade, but I know that they're popular, so you can check them out. Um, the difference between CPA review for free and the Ninja free, free trial Ninja uses AICPA release questions, but when you do the free trial, you get a, a, uh, a sample of the questions of the Ninja MCQ, Ninja MCQ test bank, as well as Ninja notes or a demo chapter of the Ninja notes, Ninja audio, uh, Ninja book. And you can figure out if you uh, love, like, or hate my voice. And uh, if you want to subscribe, so that's the main difference, all sorts of free CPA, CPA review materials out there. And um, 
you know, check them all out whenever you, if you're about to spend thousands of dollars on a CPA review course, it's a good idea to do a free trial of that CPA, CPA review course. So anyway, hope that's helpful to you. Kendall writes in, I'm taking my last exam far in one month. Do you recommend doing any practice exams or should I only do practice sets of MCQs and SIMS? Um, so I've said it many times before and some people think it's uh, stupid advice. <laughs> Not the first time. I hate practice exams. Friends don't let friends do practice exams. Um, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because Midge MCQ has unlimited practice exams, but I only include those because people would want it and ask why it's not included. But I personally do not like practice exams because it's, it's not an effective, nor is it an efficient use of your study time. Um, it's not effective because I don't think it tells you anything. It tells you your, your raw percentage score. That's not how the CPA exam is graded anyway. And it's not an efficient because the CPA exam is, um, you know, it's a complicated formula. It's of weighted average. And um, I think they, they hide the exact formula in the same vault as the, uh, the Coca-Cola recipe and the KFC recipe. And so highly, highly guarded secret, but it's basically a weighted average. Um, and it's a lot more complex than that. So you can't just get a raw percentage and then attribute that to, or correlate that with a, your, how you're going to do it on the exam. So, and also it's inefficient because if you're going to spend four hours of study time, you're a lot better off just um, doing that in study mode. That way you do a question over bonds, you get the answer, you get the blurb as to why your question was right or wrong. And then it's a learning opportunity. You can, so each question has four learning opportunities. Why, why one answer is correct and why the other three are not correct. So um, again, friends don't let friends do practice exams. Hope that's helpful. And then Ninja Chat, hey Jennifer, and another unnamed user. If you have a question, raise your hand or post it in the chat. Hey. Jeff writes in, excellent name. I was told by my CPA review course that 7.5% would be testable in Q4 of this year. Can you please confirm this? All right, 7.5%, that is the medical exemption that they're referring to. And uh, so right now it's Q3, 2021. And uh, they're saying that um, they believe that the medical expense deduction should be 10%, not 7.5% as is stated in the Ninja materials. Um, it's actually 10% for real life under the CARES Act, because in 2021, tax returns are prepared under the CARES Act. However, CPA exam land, it's a bit different. The AICPA tested on the CARES Act from September 2020 through December 2020. And they told all of the review providers that as of January 1st, 2021, 
the CARES Act would no longer be testable. So that means everything that the CARES Act changed relative to TCJA, then um, it's rolling back to TCJA. So uh, corporate um, charitable contributions going from um, 25% back down to 10% as it was under TCJA. Net operating loss rules, you have the 80% threshold. Um, individual medical expense deduction is back down to um, 7.5%. So make sure that your review course is using 7.5%. And it's going to be 7.5% until um, July 1st of 2022, when the 2022 tax laws are testable on the exam, unless Congress does CARES Act number two. <laughs> And it will certainly be a number two. Okay. In the chat, hey, Rona, Juliana, Dan, and unnamed iPhone. You know, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want to chat or just post your question or just listen. That's great too. But I'm, I'm almost halfway through the questions, by the way. So, uh, so be quick, but don't hurry if you have a question. Jessica on the Another 71 Facebook page. So Jessica posted this in the previous podcast. And so I said, if you have a question, post it and I'll answer it in the next one. And here we are. I know there's a whole thing going on on how much to study. I don't remember, but you have a billion children and work. I have almost a billion children. I have 10 children. It's, it feels like a billion <clears throat> at times. I have two young boys and work 45 plus hours every week. I struggle to find time to do anything between work, family, and sleep, driving and eating in there somewhere. How do I make this work without feeling extremely exhausted and that I'm not present for my family? So Jessica, you have a full plate like a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there with families, um, working full-time, little league, church commitments, et cetera, and trying to study on top of it. And so what I recommend and what I, what I have is called the L plan. And it just so happens the first three letters of my last name and it, it works out. It's early lunch late. So it's just, so first and foremost, you need to be studying 20 hours a week. So great. Wonderful. How do you do that? Well, it's more manageable if you break it into early, lunch, and late. And so it's really a way to sneak in study time. So early, let's say you normally get up at six for work. Um, so get up at five. Now, it will take a week or two to adjust to this. You will hate life. You're going to have the like coffee pot ready to go. Because the second that you roll out of bed, you're going to not want to <laughs> do that. You want to get back in bed. So you got to get out of bed, hit that button on the coffee pot and go, 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 go. Okay. <clears throat> so that's early, sneaking in an hour. Um, and then an inefficient and an efficient way to sneak in some, some study time is during your commute. Let's say... <laughs> Let's say that you're one of these people that go actually go back to these things called offices. Remember those? Uh, 
you have the Ninja Audio. So you're listening. So your commute's, let's say 30 minutes. Well, that's 30 minutes that you can study. And you just listen to the Ninja Audio and to and from work. Let's be realistic. You're only going to listen to it maybe one way. So at least fit in 30 minutes. The rest of the way, it's your Spotify playlist. But you know, on the way home, it's your Spotify playlist. But that's, that's 30 minutes, five times a week. That's two and a half hours. So that's two and a half hours that you've knocked out for your 20. Um, and then getting up early five times a week, that's an hour or that's five hours. So you're up to seven and a half hours without really changing too much at lunch. Let's do an extra, let's just study for 30 minutes and mess around on Facebook, whatever, for whatever, for the rest of the 15 or 30 minutes. So that's another two and a half hours. Maybe you take, let's call it two hours because you, because you leave the office on Friday and go down the street and get out of the office. So it's an extra two hours. So seven and a half plus two, that's nine and a half hours. And, and then you are, um, at night you sneak in from like nine 30 to 10 30, an extra hour. So, um, let's say you do that four nights a week because you take Friday off. And so what was that? Nine hours. So it's four hours to so up to 13 hours. So you're, you're facing, so, you, and then you take Friday completely off. Okay. So date night, whatever kids night, family night. And so that leaves seven hours to hit on Saturday and Sunday. So you start studying at from seven to 11 a.m. on Saturday, it's four hours. Then on Sunday from three to six, there's a 20 hours. And it, it really, I mean, breaking it down like that, it doesn't really sound that terrible and it's doable. And that's how you study with a family and church commitments and little league and life and keeping a marriage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So hope that's helpful. Going back to the chat. Rona, can you pass odd using just Ninja? Absolutely. People pass any, any section of the exam using just Ninja. Most people have it as a supplement because they already have a course, but plenty of people use it just Ninja. You just, um, well, on my website, I have how to study with just ninja but essentially uh, the ninja book and the ninja sparring is what encompasses your nail the concepts so <clears throat> albert hi i just passed far in my 18 month window this is in the chat just began why is it that sometimes the release dates are sometimes far apart and sometimes close. For example, next month, next month's last day is September 7th and the release date is September 15th. But if I take it on September 8th, I must wait till October 12th. So I'm very nervous. Don't want to take the exam on, let's say September 10th and then wait till October 12th. What do I, what do I do? It's like a month gap. Okay, so I'm gonna answer that question first. All right, month, uh, <laughs> that's just how the score release windows work. Um, I've never tried to understand them. I just, that's just how they are. If it makes you feel any better, <clears throat> just know that when we used to have, uh, we used to have wave one and wave two and no one knew <clears throat> if you were in wave one or wave two. So score release night would come along and it would come and go and you didn't have your score. Okay. You're wave two. <laughs> so you have to wait another month or three weeks. It was awful. And uh, so things are much better than they used to be. And 
we used to have a dead month and y'all have continuous testing now and back in my day we used to, used to have to walk up walk uphill both ways in the snow on school release night etc so um i would just you know what i wouldn't try to time your exam around score release but all else being equal take that into consideration it's just but it's a it's like a tertiary factor it's my one time a month i, use, I get to use that word and following up on that question, how should I approach the 18 month window for the next three exams? I'm saying full time. Um, and so studying full time. All right, 18 month window. So the long and short of it is you just take your exam and pass it and keep going. How you don't do it is what I did. And, um, and that's, I passed far. I felt like I had passed the entire exam. So I just took a month off. Oh no, sorry, not a month that'd be fine. I took a year off and then ended up against the 18 month window and I actually lost my FAR credit. So don't do that. It's not fun. If you're going to lose an exam section, FAR is not the one that you want to lose. And so, but that's how you do that. Saying in the chat, Dan says, hi, Jeff, I've been using Glime and Ninja to study. Do you have any recommendations on how to best optimize using both? This is for reg. All right. I'm going to start answering your question. You can tell me if this is um, your first time or for a retake. All right. So using Glime and Ninja, you still follow the Ninja framework. First time. Great. Uh, follow the Ninja framework and you nail the concepts with your Glime lectures and it take, take intense notes. So that's the N I then N then you do nonstop multiple choice questions it's your first time through with Glime. So you would use your Glime test bank and take notes over what you get wrong or what you might get wrong in the future. I should back up all the while on day one, you start reading your Ninja notes and you start listening to the Ninja audio. It's okay if you haven't studied that section that you're listening to or reading. Um, the more times you listen to it or read it, the more it will stick in your brain. It will also help your comprehension. We actually do study th that material. So you listen to the Ninja Audio so many times that you just hate life, hate my voice, and you read the Ninja Notes everywhere, put on your phone, tablet, whatever. <clears throat> you put the, the shortcut where Facebook used to be just to trick your thumb. And then, so N-I-N-J, just rewrite your notes. So... <clears throat> You can either rewrite your Glime plus MCQ notes, or you can rewrite the Ninja notes, your choice. And then it all comes together. So this is where you certainly shift to Ninja MCQ. And it's a week out from your exam. And you start with your weakest topic first, and you work backwards. So for regulation, you just know that corporate tax, I mean, your, your analytics will tell you but you also know like which topics you're terrible at. Start with your weakest topic first and work backwards. And so it's corporate tax. Then you do many testlets of 20 questions. And then you do that until you score 70%. It's an arbitrary threshold. And then, so the first time you score 65%, you do another set of 20, you score 72%. Great. You move on to the next one, which is your next weakest which is individual tax and the partnership tax, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And until you get to 
your strengths. And then all the while you're listening to the Ninja Audio and reading the Ninja book. And that's how you study using Glime plus Ninja. If this was for a retake, then on the NIN, the nailed or nonstop MCQ, you've already been through the exam once and failed with Vime and their test bank. So in this case, you would um, do the MCQ with Ninja using the Ninja MCQ because you've likely seen so many Glime questions that you're starting to memorize the answers. And that's the difference between the two. Hope that's helpful. Staying in the Ninja chat. Do you know how to add your audio to the Spotify playlist? I currently have it on iTunes, but would prefer to have it there. I listen, I listen to it all day on repeat in the background while at work. You don't really, you don't realize how much you retain from just hearing it over and over. Like Jennifer, I look forward to you passing so you don't have to listen to that anymore. Um, iTunes is easy. Um, but I've, I've never added the Ninja Audio to Spotify. If anyone has done this, shoot me an email and then I will cover it in, in, a, in a next um, podcast. But I know that in Spotify, you can import like, you know, if I'm listening to U2 and uh, the Joshua Tree and on Spotify and I've actually already purchased it. Somehow Spotify knows that. I don't know if it if it will do that with um, a file that's not already in Spotify, but it's on your computer, but I'm sure there's a way. Um, so if you know how to do that, hit me up. Jennifer, I was not very helpful, but I like the fact that you're listening to it all day. <laughs> and I also feel sorry for you. VP says, hi, Jeff. Your breakdown of 20 hours is doable, but how do I divide time between reading, audio, blitz, MCQ, any pointers? Yeah, 20 hours per, yeah. Um, well, you just follow the Ninja framework, nail the concepts in the book and Ninja Sparring. So Ninja Sparring, you can either watch the replays as part of the concepts or as part of the final review, your choice. Uh, as far as nail the concepts, you'd wanna watch all of them. Um, we've actually been through the material twice now in some sections. Um, and for, if you're, if you're doing it for a replay or for um, a final review, then you maybe pick three, three topics, three or four topics. But so nail the concepts with, their, with your book. The most important thing with that is that you set a budget. Okay, I'm get, going to get through the Ninja book in 10 days, whatever it is. And then once, once you hit that 10 days, it doesn't matter if you're on chapter one or chapter 10, you're done because you're moving on to the MCQ because otherwise you're just going to drag it out forever and um, you're going to keep postponing your exam. It's just, you're never going to get done. So the most important thing on the nail the concepts phase, well, really all the phases is to set a time budget. So, um, so Blitz, you know, Blitz is, is kind of like a hybrid of the notes and audio. If, if you're watch, if you're reading the notes, listen to the audio, I'd spend more time watching sparring. Um, audio, listen to it from the second you subscribe to Ninja, same with the notes. Um, hope that's helpful. Question in the chat, do you recommend doing every single question in the test bank or is that insane? Yes, that is insane. Glime also recommends sessions of 20 questions. Yeah, cool. Um, 
yeah, most people do not make it. So most people do not make it through 100% recon, which is when you've answered every question at least once correctly. Most people do not make it. So um, you want to do what you can. So I'm a huge fan of doing the questions topically. So um, get for regulation, corporate tax, individual tax, partnership tax. And um, you're not going to make it through all the questions. At least I don't think you can do that and keep it under the seven or eight week window or not completely burn out. So I hope that's helpful. Again, if you want to chat, raise your hand and I will unmute you. Moving back to the questions. Find my place. Hey, do you think I should practice sitting in four hour increments? No, I don't. Um, so I think you, I think you should do your sets of 20. Like, let's say that you're, you're working MTQ, do your sets of 20, get up, walk around five minutes, come back. Now the danger, <laughs> the danger for that is that you'll never come back, but uh, get up, walk around. So I like to use a marathon analogy with studying um, for two reasons. Well, one, being wanting to be a CPA is like wanting to run a marathon. It needs to be your goal. Otherwise, you're not going to study. Running a marathon needs to be your goal or you're not going to train. When you're running a marathon, um, I'm not a runner, but I have friends who are. They tell me that you, you don't actually ever run a marathon practicing. You hit, like you peak out on your, uh, like, you know, 15 miles or something like that. And then on race day, obviously you have to break through that barrier, that mental barrier. There's no point in just sitting for four hours. <laughs> um, like you should do that one time and it's on exam day. And that's also why I hate study like practice exams. Like why do it? So no, you should study in, you know, 45 minute increments or less, and then save the, uh, the marathon for, Exam day. Question, is AMT no longer testable on the CPA exam? Uh, yes, AMT is no longer testable on the CPA exam. AMT was the, was the one removal from regulation that uh, I was happy to see go. I hated AMT. I still hate AMT. I hate the concept of AMT. It's anti-capitalistic. <laughs> and... Uh, and it's horrible to study, extremely boring. Um, so glad to see it go. I did not agree with the removal of estate tax, but because I think that uh, CPAs should be reasonably competent at estate tax and just estate tax planning because um, for, for no other reason, just to be able to have a competent conversation in passing, um, at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, et cetera, just knowing how a state tax works and, and the threshold and everything like that, but they didn't ask me. So, <laughs> and they also removed IFERS for, from FAR. Love that. I think in the beginning, it made sense with IFERS and gap convergence. Seemed like we were on the road to just international financial reporting. Eh. 
discontinued operations was removed, although you still need to know it just as it relates to the income statement. Um, and some, some parts of macroeconomics were removed from BEC, not a huge deal. All right, wrapping things up. If you're in the chat and you have a question, now's the time to ask because we're almost out of time. Again, if you want to, if you want to speak with me, uh, raise your hand and I will unmute you. All right, Sylvie writes in, I have failed twice in BEC. I've done all the questions I have in Ninja. What should I do to prepare for my third time for my exam? All right, so um, when there's failure, there's really three questions. Are you studying? So are you studying five hours, 10 hours, 20 hours? How are you studying? Are you studying like the, the traditional method of um, question one or chapter one questions? Sorry, chapter one video, chapter one questions, chapter two video, chapter two questions. Or are you studying with a ninja framework, which is the more efficient and effective way to study the other concepts, intense notes, nonstop MCQ, just rewrite your notes, and it all comes together. So are you studying? How are you studying? And then what are you studying with? And in this case, you're, you're using ninja. So um, is, <laughs> is ninja working for you? Um, are the... Are the parts of Ninja that you're using working for you? So some, it's always interesting when I interview someone who, who used Ninja only. And see, in my mind, everyone uses the textbook, but then I speak to people who like, no, I didn't touch the textbook at all. Um, oh, well, sure, surely you listen to the audio. No, I just listened to the MCQ and sparring and I passed all four. Great, okay. Um, and so what aspects of the, um, ninja materials are you using if you're if you're not using sparring start doing sparring if you're if the book is dragging you down you feel like an anchor in the ocean like punt and just do mcq sparring notes audio etc and the same goes for like any any review course if there are certain aspects of the re, of the review course that aren't working for you get rid of it and just use what's working for you um you know add something else to it. So, or just get rid of it all together. Um, so it's, it's really, really those three questions. And so how do you prepare for your, for your third time? Um, the biggest mistake that people make on a retake is you didn't list your scores, but let's say that you scored a 73. Um, you're not two points away from passing. You're actually 75 away. On exam day, you were exam ready. So the sections that you scored really high in, you were exam ready on that day. You're not now. You need to, there's a significant short-term memory component to say for the CP exam. And you need to go back, study exactly like you did to get that 73 or 63 or whatever it was, and then do something different. Um, if you didn't rewrite your notes, this time, rewrite your notes. If you didn't listen to the Ninja Audio 8,000 times until you hated life listen to ninja audio eight thousand times until you hate life um read the ninja notes everywhere you go if you weren't before if you weren't at attending any live sparring sessions and asking questions of your of your um or the topics that are tripping you up start doing that so 
um, that's how you overcome failure. That's how you retake an exam. The biggest, again, the biggest pitfall on any exam for a retake is people just get back in there and cram. And then they end up scoring worse than they did before. And they just think they're stupid and, and maybe not cut out for this. It's not the case at all. You're just not studying correctly. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the podcast. If you have a question, you can leave it in the comments below. You can email me, jeff at another71.com. Until next time, everyone, be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon.